0: Ooh, tried a little toot there. Got a new microphone. Got to break it in with a fart. (laughs) Don't worry, I'm not gonna do it on the podcast. Jesus Christ! But man, did it sound like a big crisp fart. You know, had a little bass to it. Sounded great. This thing is fucking sensitive though. If it sounds like there's a lot of echo, it's because I'm recording this from a bomb shelter. It's hot as shit in here. But you could you could hear everything. You know, you could hear the neighbor fart. But I'm not gonna do that anymore. Whatever. Let's move on. So summer's over. Hot, hot. What do we call that? Ugly guy summer. Ugly guy summer is wrapping up. It's only a couple weeks left of that shit. If you didn't get an ugly guy summer t-shirt or sandals or whatever the fuck, you can go to valleyboyspodcast.com and pick some up. That's right. We got a landing page. Valleyboyspodcast.com. Click that merch button. Use code sweaty balls. That's right. Sweaty balls. And you'll get 50% off. All right. We got some new merch coming in the next week or so. So stay tuned for that. I just want to say that uh, uh, it's been a long summer. There's a lot of shit that I wanted to talk about. But, you know, we took a little break. We're back now. But uh, we're just going to pretend like none of that happened. But I'm not going to talk about old shit. You know, Supreme Court ruling. I don't like it. There you go. We're all caught up. Uh, I don't know. Every day is a mental health day for me because I don't have a job. Everyone takes those every once in a while. Not me. Every day is a mental health day, except I'm going fucking nuts. I kind of miss working. I haven't had a day job in forever and I kind of miss it. It's not that I don't find weird little things to do, but that's how I get in the, you know, I don't, I'm not experiencing enough. I'm not finding enough shit to talk about, to, to talk about on stage, to make fun of that kind of thing, whatever. Every day is a mental health day when you don't have a job. My first job was awesome though. Man, my first job as an adult, rather. It was uh, the school mascot. My college mascot, Wesley Coyote for the Winnipeg Westman. Stupid fucking name, I know. Maybe it meant something different 100 years ago, but that was the name of the of the school and the, and the mascot, and it was me. I got that because I, I was technically 17. I'm one of those people that have a fall birthday. It's actually in a couple weeks. And uh, so I graduated high school at 17. I started college at 17, but I was I turned 18 right away, you know? I'm not one of those motherfuckers that just cling to that. I I graduated at 17. So did half your fucking class. Whatever. So I was the mascot. I auditioned for it. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I've never been a mascot before. I've barely done any type of physical activity or anything for the benefit of my health other than skateboarding. That should cause me more problems than it it fixed. But I had to go in and, and audition for it in the full costume on the squash court you know? And the guy's just like, Hey, pretend that wall is the crowd. Do something. And so, you know, I'm kind of dancing around, whatever. Again, this is a seven foot costume. And you see out of the mouth of this thing, very limited vision, very heavy, very hot. I crash into the side of the wall and I fall down. It was a complete accident. But the guy, Bill Woodlake, director of the, I don't know, athletics, he's cracking up and he's like, all right, you got the job. So that was me. I was the coyote. It was awesome, except for the days when uh, kids would kick you in the ass and punch you in the dick. Gotta say, don't really like that too much. But you know what? That's karma for you. Because when I was a little kid in Sudbury, Ontario, the next province over up there, uh, I used to do that to the to the Sudbury Wolves mascot, the hockey team. And people take hockey seriously up there because there is fucking nothing to do in Sudbury except hockey, alcoholism, and uh, domestic violence. So... You know, I'm kinda of ruining the experience for the for the mascot who smelled like gin the whole time by kicking him in the ass and punching him in the dick. One time I pulled his tail right off. Fucking asshole. Little asshole I was. And sure enough, got the same shit happening to me when I grew up. Then this one group, they must have been some troublemaking kids, you know the type? You know what I mean? Well, how they gather them up in groups and they take them out to to college games to meet the players and be inspired to maybe not light firecrackers and, you know, shoplift whatever. And I know this, I know that they were part of this group for two reasons. One, they were all wearing the same white shirt that say like YMCA on it and Winnipeg Westman or whatever the fuck. And two, they were kicking me in the ass and punching me in the balls. Especially this one kid, this one little fucking rat tailed shit, probably named Cody or something punching and kicking. All right. But here's the thing. I got my revenge on him because at the end of the game, when they all meet the players and stuff, they get, they had their white t-shirts signed and marker uh, from all the players, you know, and then he comes up and asks me to sign it too. No problem. I signed Wesley Coyote, but I also signed something fucking horrible. I left him a weird message. Probably taught him some words. And I got away with it because, guess what? He's with troubled youth. It was probably one of them, they thought. Whatever, man. That was a great job. My dad was super embarrassed. <laughs> he came to a game one time, man. He, he comes down to Winnipeg, and, and I said, Dad, come to a game. Come and see me be the Coyote. And he's like, no fucking way. You're gonna fuck with me. And I was like, nah. Nah, I won't do that. I'm lying. And so so he comes and he sits way up at the back, you know, and he's sitting there. I see him. The lights are kind of down a little bit. Things are getting going. I see his old man glasses and right beside him is my aunt and my uncle and a couple of cousins, you know, and I see him and I just point at him from center court and he just starts shaking his head. No. And then I start marching my way up there, you know, practically goose stepping and I'm slithering up the aisles the whole time pointing at him with both of my hands and he's going, no, 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 get away from me. And then I stand right beside him. Right. Everybody's looking. Everyone. And I just go, daddy. And I sit on his lap. Oh, he was not happy. But, you know, I threw him some candy because that was that was the one power I had as a mascot was I got to decide who the fuck got candy and who the fuck got T-shirts. And it was always hot girls. Always. I'd see a good looking girl. That was my character. You know, Wesley Coyote. He was a a ladies man, let's say, you know, nothing, nothing perverse or nothing. You know, I wouldn't sit on their laps or anything, but I would point at them and throw them T-shirts and they fucking knew exactly what I was doing and it was awesome <laughs> uh i did i was a method actor let's say let's say because we had we had cheerleaders right and they fucking hated me because i ruined it for them you know they'd be like here comes the winnipeg west ladies or whatever they were called and they'd come they would come out people are cheering but then i would go running up behind them with pom-poms and dancing like a complete fucking idiot and everybody's laughing instead of cheering and then they would do this elaborate dance routine and again this is winnipeg this isn't what you see on tv they're, these girls are like, half of them are pregnant. The other half are drunk. Well, they're probably all one in the same. It's Winnipeg. And I'm, I'm behind them dancing like a complete fucking idiot. Again, making people laugh instead of paying attention. It was the greatest job for me. I'm surprised I got to keep it for so long because I was fucking around. Like, uh, I, I I did it with the giant shoes on somehow, but I would do little skateboard tricks on the hardwood floor. This is a professional basketball hardwood floor. And I'm riding around on a skateboard. Eh, not, not so great, but I'm denting that shit up. You know, every time you do a trick, boom, slams right into the fucking floor. Dents are in there. And I went back and looked after. Dents were there, bro. Probably, unless they repaired it, it's still there to this day. Sorry, Bill Wedlake. Thanks for the job. Full-blown method actor, you know. I had to do an interview for the school paper. You know, every week they, have a, they, they highlight a different athlete. One week, she decides, the, the reporter decides to interview me, the person who does the, the mascot job. But I did it as though I was an actual coyote, you know, and she fucking loved it, dude. I was answering questions like, you know, just all I think about is chasing roadrunners and cheerleaders. You know what I mean? And she's like, oh, do you ever call them? I'm like, no, there's no electricity in my cave because I'm a coyote. That kind of dumb shit, you know, and it fucking aired and eh, they thought I was a fucking idiot. Whatever. First job. First job as an adult. I loved it, man. But that was the thing. I knew I wasn't qualified for anything else. You know, I was making a good 18 bucks an hour which at that time was way was way above my pay grade, you know? But I knew my worth, as people say, you know? They share that on social media. Someone will post, know your worth, and then three months later file for bankruptcy because know your worth actually works both ways, you know? If you're overselling yourself, you're going to starve to death. You know, if you're a $20 comedian demanding $2,000 of performance, you're going to starve to death. And it doesn't matter what it is, especially if you're a comedian or anything, anything where you're turning a, a hobby or a passion into a profession, because as soon as you declare yourself a professional or an aspiring, whatever the fuck it is, you are a commodity. Now you are a product, whether you're a band, you're a comedian, you're a streamer, or you're a butt doctor. It doesn't matter. You're a commodity. You got to sell that shit and nothing matters to anybody except for hard numbers. You know what I mean? If you're bringing out if you're selling 6 tickets, you're going to get paid a small percentage of those 6 tickets. You know what I mean? You start selling 2 300 tickets, you're going to get a higher percentage of that shit. But again, people turn shit down because they don't know their worth. But honestly, I'm not the best person to take advice from, okay? I'm the first to tell you. I I got a whole list of don'ts. If you want to look at my life as a cautionary tale, then you know, that's some good advice. Always, always, always in my fucking DMs. I think it's because I got one of them blue check marks. People feel like, and I'm very accessible. So everybody wants to ask me um, the the most annoying question in the world. The most annoying question in the world. And I realize once I say this, everybody's going to fucking slide in and and say this. So whatever. You're not funny. You're not original. But the worst question you can ask is, can I ask you a question? It's like, fuck, dude, you just did. You already did. Just come up with it. It's going to be one of two things. It's going to be, hey, how do I get a blue check mark? And, you know, and it's it's always some aspiring, whatever the fuck, you know, beginner, streamer, whatever the fuck, butt doctor. And th- how do I get a blue check? Like, like it's like they think I got a, a pocket full of them, you know, like it's some pocket change. I could just throw some in your guitar case because you have a song on Spotify. Nah, man. And I actually do have an answer for that. You could apply for it yourself, right? In Instagram. And the other thing they ask is, the the second thing they ask is, I'm extremely funny. I should be a stand-up comedian. How do I go about doing that? And okay, fair enough. If you're, a, if you're a dude, that's if you're a guy. Men will say, I'm the funniest group of one of my friends, and everybody at work thinks I'm super funny, and I want to be a stand-up comedian. How do I go about doing that? And again, it's one of those things where the blue check is misleading you, you know? That's not necessarily synonymous with big-time success. You don't see me on Netflix. You don't see me at the fucking theater's headline and shit, but... I'm relatively accessible and I don't really have an answer for that. In fact, if you figure out how to be a comedian, a successful comedian, you tell me, because I would like to find that out too. But no, um, the answer is always the same. You know, you got to go to an open mic and you got to rip it and you got to develop a following and then you'd post some funny shit online and then you'd post some videos and then you keep going out there. You keep developing a fan base until finally people are paying money to see you because again, you're a commodity goes back to know what you're worth, which right now is worthless. It doesn't matter if you're the funniest guy at work. You got to be the funniest guy at work is selling zero tickets. You know, the guy grinding, doing his time. He's selling maybe three or four, but that's how you got to start. Every single comedian you've ever loved, not just comics, bands, uh, artists of any kind. They've all started by selling two or three tickets. You got to start. You got to start there. You got to start moving money because that's what you are. You're a commodity. As soon as you, as soon as you ah, I keep saying it, but you got to move money. That's what it is. And at that point, you, you, you're you going into business. You're in biz. Now, that's if you're a guy. Guys ask it that way. Girls will say, and they do this both in DMs and in person, they just say, I'm super funny. And I go, okay. I'm completely unaware of what I'm supposed to do with this information. But if if you say so, I don't know. No, no, you don't understand. I'm really funny. I'm funnier than you. I go, Okay. Okay, well, um, go in front of 300 strangers and make them laugh. That's the only way to measure how funny you are. No, nah, I don't do that, but I'm funny. That's how it goes. They don't say, they don't, I've never been asked by, again, this is anecdotal experience here. I'm only speaking from what I know, which for the last seven, eight, nine years, that's how it's always been. I've never had a woman say, I'm interested in stand up comedy. How do I get started? I've never had a man say, I'm the funniest person I know. I'm funnier than you. Never. So I had this kid uh, hit me up to be on his podcast. He's he asked quite a few times. He's been following me for a while, so I went and did it. And it didn't air because of technical difficulties or whatever the fuck it was. But I was giving him fucking gold. Actually, I think 15 minutes of it aired. I don't know, but it's hard over Zoom that kind of thing. Whatever. I don't. I'll let it go. But he, uh, I was I was ripping his balls apart, you know, because he he lives at home and he hates his job. See. You can't have that both ways. You know, if you're 25 years old and you live at home, you, you go find a job you like to do. You have the time. You have the resources to fucking do it. Because guess what? If you got rent to pay, if you got kids to look after, you don't have the option of liking your job. You have to hate your fucking job and you have to do it. But when you're a kid, when you're living at home, you can just be like, I'm going to use this time to pursue something I like. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to start stand-up comedy. Whatever the fuck it is, you have time to do it. Your parents are paying for you. So you don't have the you don't you don't get to do both. You don't get to live at home and hate your fucking job. But hating your job is better than living at home and not having a job, because then you end up like uh, oh I don't know somebody who is the other person on this podcast who I shall not name. No, nah, I'm kidding. Love Brandon. The one thing I refuse to respect are you know s- social media professionals. Okay, and I don't mean comedians. That'd be hypocritical. I I mean like a like a doctor you know a butt doctor on social media would be one thing because there's a little bit of a novelty to it but imagine a general practitioner you know dropping tiktoks it's a little weird i'd feel a little bit uncomfortable going there or a dentist you know imagine you go in to get your teeth cleaned and he's got a fucking camera in your face i don't take that guy seriously i don't trust what he's gonna do that's a guy who gives you too much gas and puts his dick in your mouth when you're asleep you know or maybe the balls, but I don't trust that shit. There's something so unprofessional about being a professional online. Do you know what I mean? And it kind of takes the trust away a little bit, but the thing is millennials, we're getting older. There's more and more doctors, uh, millennial doctors, millennial. Yeah. And they're all on the fucking internet and they go like, just be a doctor, bro. You already made it. You don't need that validation. Leave that shit for the rest of us. We all need that cheap shallow, superficial, donkey garbage stuffed into our dick, you know? But the worst the worst kind of thing to aspire to be is a trophy wife or a trophy husband, whatever the fuck. Anybody that says, uh, I'm just going to marry someone rich. Fucking idiot. Because if you set out with that mentality to the point where you vocalize it, you ain't got what it takes. That's like saying, I want to be a rock star, but I have no singing ability, nor do I play an instrument, but I'm going to be a rock star. No, you're not. Because anybody with that level of self-delusion isn't, isn't going to find anybody that's going to take care of them that way. Do you know what I'm saying? There's no such thing as a free lunch. And we've talked about this before. I might have mentioned this, this, this uh, example uh, about a year ago or something like that, whatever. I'm going to say it again. I knew this girl. She was from Pennsylvania or some shit, Amish girl, about 30 years old. She met a guy out there who had a, had a condo, you know, just sitting there empty, some rich guy. We already know where this is going. He's about 60 years old, married. He says to her, wherever, however he met her, I don't know. But he said, you could live in that condo for free. Don't worry about it. And she's like, cool. And then her little sister escapes the Amish compound and she joins her too. So the two of them are living there. Nice. And sure enough, he's paying the rent. And he's paying the, he's even giving them money for groceries. You know, he's taking care of them. He's setting it up. And they're just like, what a nice old man. Hmm. Hmm. Then one day he says, you want to move out to California? I got a place in LA. Same thing. They're like, sure, I'm up for an adventure. So they come out here. And this is when I uh, met them. Nothing happened yet. Yet. We all know about that yet. And then one day, this rich, generous, old 60-year-old man says, you guys want to go to Hawaii with me? And they said, yeah. So then they go to Hawaii. One night, he shows the girl his dick. Ah. You know, that's not good. Can't be showing dick. But at the same time, and I'm not victim blaming here. Okay, they're naive, they don't understand. But if you're 30 years old and you got some, some guy twice your age paying for everything, letting your sister tag along, you got to understand there's no such thing as a free lunch. It always comes with a side of sausage, as our pal Brandon said. And sure enough, they were mortified and surprised. And while I understand the mortified part, mm, eh, not victim blaming, but you can't be surprised. No such thing as a free lunch. You ain't going to be a trophy wife. The best thing you could do is like, okay, marry a rich guy's son. All right. Like Meg from family guy. She should marry Mort's son. If that's what she was after in life. I think, I think they have a reality show about trophy wives. Well, probably 30 of them, but these are all old lizard out trophy wives. You know, they, they all have the same plastic surgery, which is rampant in Los Angeles and it's Again, I'm not body shaming. People can do whatever the fuck they want with their bodies. I don't care. But holy shit, is it weird? Because it doesn't make you look younger. It just makes you look fucking like a lizard. You look like a lizard that's been subjected to domestic violence. Someone punched you in the lizard lips. That's what you look like. And it doesn't, again, it doesn't make you look younger. It just makes you look different. It's like, oh, she's not 50. She's just gross. That's what, because like, that's what always happens. You get it when you're young. You don't age into it well. I'm not going to say who. Really going to be careful with this. There's a comedian who got it done and this person is not aging well into it. And all those times this person said, I never got anything done. Well, it's all falling apart at the seams. You remember when Rudy Giuliani's hair dye was running down his face? It's kind of like that. But with the Botox and the the filler. Hey, again, not body shaming. People do whatever the fuck they want. But again, reality shows. Reality shows about trophy wives. Getting off topic here. They, they, they really do make a reality show about anything, anything. And I'll give anything a chance. You know what I mean? Like I'll watch, I'll watch something once, but that's it. That's all it got in me. And the problem with reality shows is when you watch them with somebody else, they want to watch them all. They want to keep watching pig people or whatever the fuck it's called. My dear pig. I, I don't know, but ah, this looks like a funny thing to watch once. Let's try it out. And then by the end of it, it's, nope, we're going to watch them all. And I'm like, oh, oh. and that one's about, um, well, pig people where they, they, they dress up pigs and they shave them down and they make them do tricks and they walk them around a pen and they have kids doing it. You know what I mean? They have kids doing it because their parents are obsessed with pigs and they keep 500 of them at a time just for that shit. They don't even turn them into food. They just walk them around and probably fuck them. You're not going to convince me that these pig people don't fuck the pigs. It's the same thing with chicken people. There's another one called chicken people. Exact same thing. People have show chickens, dude, show chickens. And they have five, six, 700 of them at a time just to show off. And then they find the prettiest one. They bring it to a show and they pet it all creepy into the camera. And they say, this is my best friend in the world. And then they probably fuck the chicken. Again, you're not going to convince me. They don't fuck the chickens. My favorite part of these kind of shows are when they show why They're so obsessed with chickens. You know, the one woman's like, this is actually my second family. My first one died in a car crash when I uh, killed them all drinking and driving. You're like, ah, ah, now we know why you fuck chickens. And same thing with the pig people. The woman's like, "Mm, I was a major drug addict, but now I collect pigs and fuck them. This one woman had this little fat kid who looked just like the prize pig. Hmm. Not a coincidence, if you ask me, they be fucking them pigs. I have a finite amount of patience for shows like that. You know, when they're on, like I say, everybody wants to watch multiple episodes at once. Oh, we've discovered pig people. And by the eighth episode, I'm out. I am fucking done. I just get up and I start walking away. They're like, where are you going? And I say, I'm creating as much distance between myself and that TV. I'm going to stick my thumb up my ass just so I have something to distract myself from that garbage. Maybe I'll go get a lobotomy. Colonoscopy sounds great right about now. It's really not my thing. And I don't want to watch 18 episodes of it. You know, I start thinking about all of the life lost and the dead brain cells I have moving forward from watching this shit, you know? Hmm. As I was saying earlier, uh, I got a birthday in a couple weeks and this is this is the year I had to renew my driver's license. And when I first moved to the US, I heard all about how bad the DMV is. Non-stop, everybody's got an opinion on it. I'm like, how fucking bad can it be? Oh, oh, how naive I was. Man, I was like a little Amish girl (laughs) being told by someone I got a free lunch. Man, that DMV line, seven hours with an appointment. Mmm, goody. So I went back this time. A few days ago, I went back to the DMV. Had to renew my license. Get in this line, sure, we all know the drill. But then... I go and fill out the form and they tells me to go put it into, into a computer and the computer won't start. And, and then he tells me, okay, come back into the, into the line with appointments. you good. I go to the line with the appointments. And when it's right about to be my turn, the guy says, go to the other line. Okay. We're going to start a new line with that other kiosk. And I'm like, all right, fine. So I go there, but somebody gets there before me and this guy doesn't have an appointment. The woman says, mm, this is for appointments only. And he's like, ah, I don't have an appointment. She's like, "Ah, it's okay. Let's go over it. Takes some 15 fucking minutes. And sure enough, the entire line goes through where I was in the first place. I got to wait for this jackass. All right. She follows me through. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. The guy brings me in. He's like, all right, this is where you come and pay the money. I'm like, great. And he's like, but first I need you to take an eye test. I said, fine. And so I have to read the letters. Now, being Canadian, the last letter of the alphabet is Z. So I'm like, P7Z. And he was like, what? What was that last one? And I said, Z. And He's like, mm. I was like, Z. Well, I call it Z. you know? You can see right there on four. And he's like, I'll let it pass i let it pass, he says. And I said, I can't believe I only come here once every five years. And sure enough, I had to get my picture taken again. Haven't had a haircut since the beginning of the pandemic. Well, not actually, but, you know, I, I, I'm a little disheveled right now. So I go fluff up my hair, look all crazy for the camera. And she's like, mm, all right. You get every type of character in the DMV. I saw a guy in there wearing no shirt and a fanny pack across his chest. Do not want to party with that guy. I saw this other guy. He had on American flag biker shorts and a Budweiser ball cap. Mm. I'll party with that guy if he keeps his shirt on. You know what I hate the most about the DMV? Everybody in there calling me David. Ugh. Cops, doctors, lawyers. People at the DMV. They call me David. David's a weirdo name, man. Have you know a grown adult named David... They're up to some weird shit. These are the pig people. You know, these are the ones fucking the pigs. David's a guy with some weird shit. Like, uh, oh, I got a nice little cart collection from wine bottles. You're like, oh, cool. And I stick them at my ass. You're like, oh, David's the kind of guy who masturbates to weird shit. You know, like not even porn, just like Hitler's Wikipedia. Ugh. Now, I know by saying that everyone's going to slide in my DMS and be like, hey, David. Again, you're not funny. You're not clever. You're not original. I had to cut there for a second because the cat was screaming. Lucky me, this is good. You know, I love cats. Not, uh, not going to fuck them. I'm not cat people, you know, cause I, I like, I only have one or two at a time. I don't have 500 of them and I don't do full body imitations of what they do when they're mating. You know, I'm not cat people. I'm just a cat guy, but I like to pause it when he's screaming because as much as I love cats, I fully acknowledge that they're dicks. You're trying to walk somewhere and he says, no, that is where I'm about to stand. And when you trip over him, he goes, what are you doing? You fucking idiot. I told you, this is where I stand. It's first thing in the morning. He's screaming like a fucking asshole. I told you I'm hungry, bitch. I don't know. I love that they're dicks, you know, cause they're, that's, that's what separates cats from dogs. I hate dogs because of how they just blindly love you. What a fucking idiot. This is not my thing. I don't want to be smothered in attention like that. I'd rather have some, something come along. All right. We can have a moment and then it fucks off. Great. And it's cute as shit, but they're fucking assholes. I'd rather, it doesn't mean that I don't like the little guy. If I don't want him screaming on the podcast or, or chewing my shit up and knocking things over, I, both things could be true. You know, I could love the cat and not like it when he's chewing shit up. And it doesn't mean that I hate him, you know? LA is going through, it's shifting gears here. LA is going through two things right now, a heat wave and a housing crisis. All right. It is so fucking hot. And I still don't understand Fahrenheit. People are like, ah, it's 95 degrees out. I'm like, I I don't understand what that means. You may as well measure the temperature with a color. Actually, that would make more sense. Red equals hot. 95 is an arbitrary number for me. I understand miles per hour. I figured that out. That's easy. But, but Fahrenheit, for some reason, it just doesn't register for me. And I'm from Winnipeg, you know? We have a 100 degree Celsius temperature range between our hottest and coldest day, you know? So I know all about the the nuances. I'm not just like hot, cold. But I still understand Fahrenheit. Anyways, it is so fucking hot that if you don't turn on the air conditioner, you're going to have to use sweaty balls as a code to get your ugly guy summer t-shirt at valleyboyspodcast.com. But yeah, it is it it's fucking disgusting out here. And that's that's what Faisal Lawrence was saying, that how how typically Saudis come here in the summer to get away from their heat. And it's fucking hotter here than it is there. And we're in we're in mid-September now. Mid-September. But you know, every house in LA has a, a pool or central air. And if it does not, then the house only costs a million dollars. That's how bad that shit is. I went on Zillow. I looked up, I filtered, you know, my bedroom and whatever. A million dollar house in LA. They showed this piece of shit falling apart. They didn't even bother cleaning it up. Okay. The person who's living there right now, they have his shitty bed, which doesn't have any sheets on it. And there's a coffee table right beside it, right beside it with all of his drug paraphernalia on it. So of course I emailed the realtor. I'm like, Hey, does uh, the crack pipe come with the house? And he's like, no. Million dollars. Can't even get a free crack pipe in LA. Yeah. Weather jokes or whatever the fuck. That's dumb. That's hacky. Don't care. Don't care. Everybody's hacking these days. I would like to see, uh, you know what? I want to see one stand-up special where they don't talk about how bad cancel culture is. Okay. I know it's bad. We've been talking about this for years now. I mean, Bill Burr put it best in 2019 and I thought, oh, great. That is an excellent way of putting it. Hmm. This should put the issue to bed. Nope. Every single comment goes up on stage, and this is this is from the from the stadiums down to the bowling alley comedians. They go up and say, I "Cancel culture's bad." It's like that meme where they have the red hot chili pepper song, where it goes like, "Boom, bang, boom, bang, boom, bang, California, we're from California. Did you know, California?" It's like that, but with cancel culture. Did you know that I don't like cancel culture? Every single fucking stand special. Like, I'm not I'm not saying you can't talk about it or shouldn't, whatever, but make, make it funny, you know isn't that a rule of comedy? Usually people say dumb shit like, oh, don't wear shorts on stage or whatever the fuck. These are people that have time to write blogs, listing out rules of comedy instead of, you know, selling more than three tickets. But to me, you can talk about anything as long as it's funny, but that's the premise of all these jokes. Cancel culture is bad. Hmm. Uh, Jamie Kennedy actually just, just posted a joke about the cancel culture. I'm not going to butcher it, but you can go and check out his Instagram and see it for yourself prime example of a overdone topic but done well great not reinventing the wheel jamie kennedy is the foo fighters of comedy where it's nothing new but it's also really fucking good (laughs) that and uh what are they what else oh gender pronouns my god everyone's got a fucking opinion on that you know you guys know me i don't care i don't give a shit you're a man you're a woman you're a dinosaur i don't fucking care I don't give a shit. And some people like to say, well, Hey, if you identify as a dinosaur, maybe you're mentally ill. It's like, yeah, maybe. So what? I don't fucking care. There's a guy who used to work, who used to, uh, stand aside where I used to work and he thought he was Jesus Christ. Eh, So what? I'm not going to fucking go online and say, what the fuck? This guy thinks he's Jesus. Don't care. And that's the premise of all these jokes. Same thing. Bowling alley to, to, to stadiums. The, the joke premise for, for gender pronouns Goes as follows. What's the deal with the gender pronouns? <laughs> when I was a kid, there was two. And now there's more than two. <laughs> Every single fucking joke. Again, if you got something to say about it that's funny or or at least slightly different, go for it. Knock your socks off. But it's just like the chili peppers, California. I like that shit. I could hear that all day. It's just, people are out there listening to cancel culture jokes all day. Fine. It's like that that, that one person. The first person to come up with. I identify as as an attack helicopter (laughs) to mock that sort of thing. Every single one of these fucking idiots went, that is the funniest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) I'm going to say that every day. (laughs) I identify as an attack helicopter. That's like 10 years old. And people are still fucking saying that shit. I identify as a fuck off. Here's the thing. Just turn your head. Turn your head. But then they say, no, 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 no. I can't say anything without people correcting me without, without, without being told I'm, I'm holding them down. No, you're not. No, you're not. Maybe online, but that's because you're spewing your dumb shit and people are spewing it back at you. That's the way it goes. I mean, if you truly think that everybody cares that much about what you think, mm, you sound a little delusional to me. Maybe you're up there with the guy who thinks he's a dinosaur, you know? (laughs) But hey, I let you do your thing. I'm just saying. sound like kind of an idiot to me. But mm. fucking Cody, who works at State Farm. (laughs) All right, let's end it there. Uh, Again, we're keeping it short. We're going to be back with regular episodes with this new microphone that I farted into. Maybe I'll put a little crispy fart. Not this time, though. All right, again, we got a new landing page. It's uh, valleyboyspodcast.com. Pick up your shit there. Find us online. I'm at Dave Weasel. The podcast is at Valley Boys Pod on Twitter and at Valley Boys Podcast on Instagram from Reseda, California. Later.